1: Dr. Jeremy Weiss here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Check out past episodes. Nicholas, I always tell people, check out past episodes. We have some amazing episodes. We, you know, There's past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done, Michael Gerber of The E-Myth, and, and many more. Um, and before I introduce today's Great guests. This is a topic I am excited to talk about. Okay. Um, And I think everyone else will be excited to talk about it too. It's going to be relevant for all of us. And uh, before I do, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Um, So Nicholas, you could probably not relate to this. Kidding. Have you had team members ask you the same things over and over again? And maybe is the 10th time you spent explaining it. Well, there is actually a better way. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop-dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. And when I was talking to one of the founders, Owen, not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life or death situations around their operations. So you can use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and empowering them. Uh, you could sign up for a free 14-day trial. No credit card is required. Go to sweetprocess.com. It's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. Everyone I talk to Nicholas are like, yeah, like I just want to be system, systemized. I want to have a streamlined approach. And so they love it. Today's guest, Nicholas Malosi, is the COO of American Patriot Oil and Gas. Nicholas, thanks for joining me.
2: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: If you're not watching the video, he is sporting an amazing Texas hat. So, um, Tell us a little bit about, and by the way, what we're going to talk about today is if you're a younger leader, you know, we've heard the term millennial or Gen X, just younger leader, how do you best lead if you have more mature individuals, you know, older individuals reporting you And on the flip side, whatever you define older is um, on the flip side, if you're an experienced older generation and you're reporting to a younger leader boss, how do you navigate that? You know, I think this is important. Even if you go back into the 80s, 70s, 60s, it's always going to hold true, right? There's always going to be, you know, that young up-and-coming person that is going to be leading in older generation vice versa. So, first of all, tell us a little bit about American Patriot Oil and Gas and what you guys do.
2: Uh, we are oil and gas operators. Um we have We've operated approximately 75 wells in Texas. And we have nine oppositions in Mississippi and Louisiana, where we've just taken percentage of the well. And uh, you know, our goal is to uh, operate these wells and, and increase our value to our shareholders. Um, our our biggest, our biggest job is just daily operations. You know, I mean it, it takes a tremendous amount of effort to keep these wells running. Uh, we're always fixing things, we're always um, communicating, uh, we have a we have a solid back office in order, and and it's just a really big team effort. I think we probably have thirty to fifty people on our on our uh, um, team on a daily and monthly basis. Um, it's a uh, it's a challenge, but but it's fun.
1: Nicholas, talk about you know you mentioned that there's a lot of operations and behind the scenes that goes into running these things. Who who would you say or positions, you have to name individuals, but maybe positions like the unsung heroes of American oh. Patriot Oil and Gas. It's kind of like, you know, Tom Brady wins MVP or something, and you, you never see an offensive line winning MVP of the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Who are some of the unsung heroes behind the scenes? Not not necessarily names, but like positions that really kind of the glue that h- makes sure everything operates smoothly.
2: I mean, it's uh, this is kind of a, a piece that we've been – working on um, bringing together the back office and the, the field teams, right? Because the back office doesn't really understand what goes into watching these wells every day. Like we have guys that go around to these wells every single day, rain or shine, you know, you don't, wanna, you don't wanna do it every day, but it's just a necessary evil to make sure, you know, nothing goes wrong and to make sure we sell our product and produce our product to sell it. And then our field guys don't really have an idea you know what goes into the paperwork. You know compliance with regulatory, accounting. Um, you know insurance, and and what lately we've been trying to do is we'll have a you know kind of a team meeting every day and just kind of introduce everybody. Like guys, this is this is what it takes in the, in the back office to make sure that um, you know we're able to sell our product, and and guys in the field, this is what it takes to to produce our product, and. You know, everyone is just such an integral part of of the team to make this operate. Like without one person, it throws a it throws a huge wrench in it. So you know, just trying to keep good guys just happy and moving forward and and uh, doing good work is is the key.
1: I think that's a key point because <clears throat> when everyone knows kind of everyone's job, you can have a mutual respect there. Whereas if they don't, then people just make assumptions. Yeah. You know, me, you know, I can make up a bunch of assumptions in my head without knowing your business is as well It's like, well, if I was one of the back office people, I'm like, what are they just sitting with the lawn chair, just watching the well, like, what are they actually doing? Or, you know, yeah. then those people are like, well, you know, um, is someone just at the computer, like surfing the internet, like, what are they doing? And, yeah. you know, I, I'm not saying that's what people say, but that's, I can make up these stories in my head just from hearing.
2: You describe Uh,
1: that job right
2: yeah and that's like when i when i when i started i felt like i had to do every job just so i understood you know how how uh how it how it worked you know what was entailed with it and and i felt like i could help manage that process a little bit better and help them communicate but it's uh that's exactly exactly right you know i mean if you're sitting somewhere thinking about something else you really have no idea what it takes to get it done. And, you know, everybody that works for us is extremely hardworking and extremely competent and, and, and honest people. So, you know, I, I feel like one of the biggest things that we've been able to do is just create a, a, a solid culture of, of just work ethic and, and, and uh, you know, honesty, I guess, you know, it's just, it's a big thing communication and just making sure that if something does happen, because it's going to happen, right? Like that's just life. That we just, you know, bring to the table and say, okay, let's put our heads together. Let's fix it. I was talking to a guy from Chevron. And he's like, that's, that's our main goal is to just not figure out how to not let problems happen again. And, and, you know, that's just, that's the only way we grow is to, we, we're all going to make mistakes, but just make sure we don't let them happen again.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about the leading piece in a second, but <clears throat> last time we were talking, you were on the road and I'm wondering when you're on the road and you're going to, basically <clears throat> make sure everything's running smoothly. What are you, what are you going, what are you checking for? What are you, what are you doing when you go out to these out, out to the sites? Um, it
2: just depends, but, uh, mostly bigger projects. If we'll have a rig that comes on, i like to be there just because it's a tremendous capital spend and you know, um, those prices can add up quickly, you know, like if we got to get a bulldozer for two days, you know, then that, that's an extra cost. You know, there's an extra, um, you know, and, and sometimes you just need to understand everything that's going on down, down hole. Like if we have scale on the well, like we need to we need to notate that in these reports so we can talk to our chemical guy and say, hey, you know, this is our problem right now. Um, you know, what kind of adjustments can we do to our chemical to make it better? Um, and, you know, we're kind of in the phase where, where we are a big enough company to, you know, hire three full time employees to oversee all this. In these different areas um but you know we're still on that teetering point to where um uh, we just can't we can't manage it yet so i i do a lot of management um on that end as far as just going down and 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 checking things and um you know a lot of communication with the guys and just just try to keep momentum forward and just positive attitudes and you know let everybody know they're doing a good job but then also you know correct and figure out what can we do better
1: Yeah. I mean, I could see that being a positive because if you have someone at certain positions just overseeing the process where, you know, that's an advantage to some of these, you know, companies, because you're in there rolling up your sleeves and actually making sure everything's running smoothly. And that's a good point with any company, I think, with an onboarding process and making sure, especially because what you said was, you know, especially when you're doing something new making sure the onboarding process is overseen, because that's usually when stuff tends to happen as opposed to it's running smoothly. So making sure that goes smoothly, the, the clients are happy, um, or at least you have a quick solution. You have someone who can make decisions. Um, back to the leadership piece for a second. <clears throat> you know, we, When we were chatting about what would be interesting to talk about, um, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about having a younger leader And how do you best lead if you have, you know, maybe someone's been in the industry for 30 or 40 years. And they're saying, Nicholas, my underpants are older than you. Okay. Uh, What, what's, how do you navigate that? Like, what uh, are some things you do to navigate that? And, um, I'd love to hear.
2: One of the things that I found is that just, uh, you obviously have to show respect, right? Like you respect their experience and you respect, um, what they've done and what they've accomplished to get to where they at they are but on the flip side of that you know there's also there's new technologies and there's new there's new processes that that I've learned from working on you know on on different operations around the country so it's like you know I can bring I'll bring certain ideas to the table let's try them out along with your ideas and let's see what works the best like I don't want to be a stagnant company I don't want to just Just continue to do the same thing over and over, just because that's what we do. Like, that's the reason that that I think one of the reasons I think we've been successful and we've been able to, um, you know, overcome some of these odds. Like the coronavirus of twenty twenty. I mean, that was a it was a battle all year. (laughs) So, but everybody just putting their heads together and and working as a unit and and you know, trying new things and seeing what does work. It's a difficult process.
1: I could see, you know, I could see that', that let's listen, you've seen across um, you know different industries or the same industry, and you are thinking in how does technology solve the issue? And there's lots of new technologies coming up every single year. So even if someone's paying attention to it, it's hard to keep up with it. um and especially people aren't paying attention, they're not going to discover some of the technologies that are are on the forefront or that people are starting to adopt and and sometimes being the early adopters of technologies. But I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and I'll say, okay, you bring a really good technology idea to the table that could really help solve a problem. But the other side is, well, Nicholas, like we've been doing it this way for 15 years and it's working. Right. Uh, I I don't know if you've heard that before, but um, I could see someone be like, listen, it's working. Why? change what what do you how do you navigate that and overcome that obstacle like yeah it, it this is a true statement but what do you say to that
2: yeah you know that's kind of been our our motto is you know i i completely understand that this is this has worked um in a way for the past 15 years but I'd like to suggest that we try it this way, this one time. And let's just analyze the data and analyze the results and see if we have anything different. Um, you know, cause in this business, it's all about data and all about, you know, your, the more information you know about your wells and your well bore setups, um, the better you are. So, um, but to get back to your question, I think it's, it's a, it's a dance, you know, some people are more stubborn than others, but, um, <laughs> at the end of the day it's it's just this is just how we do things is that we have to we have to adapt and and progress and you know we might fail on trying things out but i'm sure as long as we learn something from it we've we've moved in the right direction
1: yeah no i listen i think in general as human beings we don't love change okay and and even people who like technology it's a tough thing to want to implement a new technology. So someone who's maybe not loving technology, that's like a whole separate ball game. But I like what you said is how do you link it to something objective? So like, let's try it and then let's analyze the data. So it's not like an opinion at that point. It's like, did this produce a better outcome result or didn't it? Right. Right.
2: That's- yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the name of the game is just increasing production. Um, and then, you know, talking about software, implementing software, we got this software grease books about two years ago. And that was a, that was a chore to get it in. Um, cause you know, we have several different fields and everybody's just sending these Excel sheets and then we have to go through these Excels, compile them and then put together our report. And it's like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. So, um, we found grease books and you know we can we can import it at the field level to where you know our our daily pumpers will go around and they'll they'll track it there and, and they'll put sales tickets and we we'll get a handle on accounting that way too and it was just uh there was there was pushback from some areas but um uh, you know at the end of the day i think that that everyone realized that it helped helped everyone
1: yeah I mean, that's similar to, you know, what I mentioned at the beginning in sweet process, like people are using Excel sheets or, you know, post-it notes, who knows what they're using. There's a better way. And, and
2: going to get hooked up with sweet process for, for all the guys that we have. And, (laughs) and, you know, I'm sure there's something in there that you can kind of have current guys fill out their daily jobs to where, you know, for the handover is seamless on the next
1: one. Exactly. Yes, they have those features in there. Um I love what you said about though the implementation. So you're like, "Cool, greasebooks, like this is going to solve a lot of our problems, it's going to streamline things. How do you wh- how do you go about implementation across the company? What have you found works? Cuz like you said, there's going to be pushback certain departments cuz if, if everyone's not using it, it's it's not helpful, right? Yeah. How do you go about implementing some, a solution like that across the company
2: that one was a it, it it took us uh to approach it from different angles and you know some of it was small steps all right just this one well just use it on this one well for 90 days and let's re- re- evaluate how it went and you know another one was just like you know when we got a new pumper in an area it was just like this is just what we do you know if, if if it doesn't work for you, you know, I'm sorry, but this is just a job requirement. So we've kind of gone along the spectrum of it. You know, we've tried to work with, with folks that have been with us for a long time and say, you know, I get it, it's change. You know, it's going to create more work for you right now, but I guarantee you in in six months, you're you're gonna see the, the value of it. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be this hurdle to go over, but you will see value in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. The two things I'm I'm hearing from you is the objective data. And it's easier with the new people. They're like, this is how we do it. We have the data. This is going to make it easier, faster, better, whatever it is. But the, the people who have been used to a certain way, that's a little bit tougher. And what I'm hearing you say is you need to implement these small, very bite-sized goals, small steps so that they can just try it. Because usually when they try it and they see the results, it's easier, better, faster, even though there's like a, maybe that initial learning curve. People see that objective data, yeah, is that right? Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely. Because what they were doing is they would go around and have a notepad and they would just write it down on a notepad every day and they would bring it home, right you know, and then they would prepare a report at home, and then they would send it in. I'm like, well, why not just you know when you're there, we got everybody iPads to where you know, just 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 put it in right there, you know, put your notes in for the day if there's any sales tickets put them in there and then you're done. Then at the end of the day, you you don't have to mess with this ever again. Yeah.
1: It's something that will save them time in the long run. And we just, we're so used to doing it the same way. And it's like, they'll thank you later for it. It's like, Oh, I don't have that extra work after I leave. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, So we talked about the younger, you know, younger lady, how do you best lead the older individuals um, reporting you um, show respect, but also, you know, kind of convey some of the unique skill sets that you have. And on the other side of the equation, if someone's an experience, I don't know, I'm curious feedback you've gotten from other, you know, people that you are, people are reporting to you, you know, um, how do, how do they best navigate working with you? Have they, I don't know what people have said, or you've yeah, just seen I'm, people I'm take approaches. <laughs> What's that? I'm curious what they've said too you know, what approaches do they take that you find work for you, work with you? Like when they approach me this way, um, or I I don't know, set X, Y, Z, that really helps you be a better leader.
2: You know, I can be an extremely stubborn person and, you know, set in my own ways. And that's one of the things we've talked about is just like creative ideas are going to help us grow. Like any, if you guys have suggestions on anything, um, Let's let's talk about it and let's figure it out. Let's put it into our daily meeting. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what guys say. You know, like we have a, such a spectrum of of employees. We have accountants, engineers, lawyers. Um, you know, field guys. We have, techs. We have. You know, just a wide range. And you know, everyone everyone thinks differently and everyone uh, um, manages differently and thinks about me differently right like yeah I don't, I don't think that they see the spectrum of work that i have to do to keep things going in the right direction um and you know you, you don't want to tell people that right like you don't want to say you know this is what it takes but um
1: well it I kind would, of goes yeah. what you were saying with the other uh piece in the beginning we were talking about you know the field staff and the and the back office staff when you have a little bit of an understanding of what people's jobs are c- because you kind of you can relate Yeah, you can, well, at least appreciate some of the stuff they do, which you don't realize on a day to day basis. It sounds like, you know, you've kind of done a different pieces of the position. So you kind of understand and you have this mutual understanding and respect because you've you've done some of it. Right.
2: Yeah. Like the accountant, you know, I mean, he's just it's just tedious um, work that takes time. And I think he gets frustrated with me sometimes that, you know, I'll push him maybe I push him too hard to get things done or, or get reports done. And, and, you know, he'll let me know when he's frustrated and I'm like, okay, you know, I need to, I need to to give him some breathing room, you know, maybe he needs a vacation or, you know, like I don't, you know, I like him as an employee and as a person, man, like, I want you to stick around. I appreciate your feedback on it. You know, like I'll, I'll work on my end to, to not push so hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point too, is everyone has different pressures and it's coming sometimes from a place of there's different pieces pulling us in different positions. So it's not a personal thing. It's just here's the pressure I'm experiencing in my portion. And, yeah. you know, everyone's portions kind of overlap at some point. Yeah, you know? for sure. So it's kind of, I'm also seeing, you know, hearing an awareness for when you can. Push and when you should just back off and let people just, um, just do their work.
2: Yeah, you know, it's um, uh, it's just uh, it's difficult, right? Like to find that that balance and to find that line of what encouragement and what leadership is, and and what is just just you know overwhelming. And that's uh, that's probably the biggest, uh, my biggest concern on, on how to lead the best. And like, if I push the field guys too hard, you know, they'll get mad at me and, and, and make it known. And I'm like, okay, you know, so they'll have to go down there and we're like, no, you're right. I, you know, I, I see the problem. I see why it's taking so long. Um, you know, and then just communication over the phone just doesn't work, but you know, like if we have, you know, our face time works really well now that they can show me like, okay, you know, there's a low spot here. We can't get a truck. We can only get a truck 300 feet from here. So we have to roll out hose and we're only able to pull up like, you know, a 10th of the volume that we normally could be. Um, so until you see that, or until you know that, then it's like, what's going on out here? You know, we're spending this much a day. Like, like we gotta, we gotta get it. But then you go down there and you see it and you're like, go, oh, you guys are right. My fault. Um, thanks for the hard work.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like the key thing is with with any of this, with them, you know, someone who's reporting to a boss or a boss helping lead a team is just understanding where everyone's coming from first. And when you do that, that helps because someone, you you may be like, hey, why are we getting this done? And once you understand the situation, It seems it's obvious, but our our first inclination sometimes is just for the results based. Sometimes it's results and there's things that get away, get in the way of that. Um, Nicholas, this has been really helpful. I appreciate you kind of walking me through some of these scenarios, because I think for any company, whether you are the experienced person with 30 years and having a younger generation person come in or vice versa it's, it's a really important conversation and at least jars many thoughts on my end, but is there anything else that we didn't talk about that would be important to, to say in this conversation, when we're talking about leaders, younger versus more experienced older generation? I don't
2: know. It's, uh, it's, uh, leadership is a difficult thing, right? And I think it's with anyone. And, um, I'm open to learn. If you if you know anything yeah. else, let me know. Like better ways to do it. I'm definitely interested in checking out Sweet Process too, so we can you know help with our onboarding um, and and moving people around. And I'm always just looking for um, better ways to do things.
1: Yeah. Are there any particular books or resources that you have found from like either COO or leadership or anything that you've you've looked at over the years that have impacted you as a leader?
2: Yeah. I like listening to biographies from like great men, like Churchill and, and some guys. Uh, but it's just, it's, uh you know, Ben Franklin and just to see how they did things with their lives and just try to figure out how that would, how I can do that in my life or, or for their similarities. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like that's probably the biggest thing. That, that I've done that I've tried to do is just learn from other people. I yeah.
1: mean, I love that suggestion, Nicholas, because you go to biography, autobiography for like twenty dollars. You can learn from all of their mistakes, you can learn from all of the things they did right yeah. for really inexpensive. So I love that suggestion. Check out, you know, you mentioned Ben Franklin, check out Winston Churchill. Um, I you know I Steve Jobs's biography sticks out as like a really good one, so there's many out there. Check out some of those, the Nike CEO, yeah. Uh, oh, Shoe Dog, Shoe yeah. Dog. I read Shoe Dog, that was that was a remarkable one, also. Yeah, forget
2: Ray Dalio from uh the investment firm, um,
1: who, uh, Principles, I think it was called. Yeah, principles,
2: yeah, yep. I read Elon's, Elon's, mm. a. Elon is a he's a madman. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just such great, they have just such great characteristics and, uh, you know, just try to emulate that.
1: Yeah. Check out that. Check out Sweet Process. Check out other episodes of the podcast, The Process Breakdown, and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks everyone. Thanks, Nick. Thanks a lot. Good talking.
0: Thanks for listening to The Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to SweetProcess.com, Sweet Like Candy, and Process Like Process.com. Go now to SweetProcess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial.